Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is taken from our Gospel reading from John chapter 17 with an emphasis on these words. Jesus said, As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in the truth. This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. It's simply dizzying to me to think about how communication between people has changed in the last decade or two. I know right now I'm speaking to several people who probably grew up with slower and far more deliberate methods of staying in touch with family and friends than is afforded us today. For instance, if you wanted to talk to someone, well, you had to pick yourself up, walk to the kitchen, the office, the living room, wherever your family's telephone was physically anchored, and dial the person that you needed to reach. If they didn't pick up, then you tried again later. Or, if they were maybe an exceptionally technologically forward family, you might even be able to leave a message on their tape-recorded answering machine. If you needed to see someone for a heart-to-heart -heart conversation, well, there was no FaceTime or Zoom for you. You had to pull out your day planner, and you had to schedule a time and a place to meet with that person. And finally, if you wanted to maintain a long-term correspondence, you didn't have the luxury of email or text messaging or Facebook Messenger. No, no. You had to sit down at your desk. You had to write a letter, postmark it, mail it out, and then wait several days for their written postmark response to return to you. We live in a vastly different world than we did 10 or even 20 years ago. And some of the expectations of round-the-clock, instantaneous communication can feel rather overwhelming to us at times, or at the very least, I know it feels overwhelming for me sometimes. For instance, I recall not too long ago that I was waiting to hear back from a member of faith regarding their spouse's medical procedure. I'd been in touch on the phone the previous day, and my instructions were crystal, were crystal clear. We do not, uh, we're not able to talk at the surgery center, so please text us and we'll get back to you as soon as we have an update. And so, first thing in the morning, I sent my text message assuming that the family, uh, assuring the family that they were in our prayers and that uh, I was here should some unforeseen emergency take place and, uh, and I was needed. But then, I waited. You remember waiting, right? I waited for hours, well past lunch, without hearing any sort of response. Now, at this point, I'm starting to panic because, well, what if there was a catastrophe? What if they left their phone at home or in the car and, without realizing it, couldn't reach me if something went wrong? What if I'm needed, but I have no avenue to communicate with them while being totally unavailable? So after enough waiting, I decided to open my phone. I went to my text messages again, and there, of course, I found the problem staring me right in the face. Message failed to send. Fortunately, after a second attempt to get in touch, everything was fine, but I know that many, if not all of us listening here today, have shared in this or some similar frustration. In an age of instant feedback, it can be frustrating maddening even, 
who suddenly and rudely have your means of communication cut off. Many of us have been trained because of experiences like the one I just shared to look for one simple four-letter word to make sure that we're communicating. That word is sent. Make sure your email was sent. Your text, all sent. Voicemail, sent. Check and check again, lest something vital be missed and you find yourself left out in the dark. I almost wonder, dear friends, if God in all of his infinite power and wisdom and knowledge was peering into the 21st century when he designed his model for prayer. Prayer in the Christian church, at least, is this wonderful gift we have which God gives his people with all of the modern amenities which we have come to expect from our communication devices, but none of the frustrations that I just shared. For prayer, you see, is an instantaneous line of communication that each and every one of us has with our God. And it is for our blessing and benefit that he gives this gift. We know that he is always there. We know that he is always listening. And what's more, we can be assured that he is always ready with his perfect response. Our guarantee that our prayers are heard is none other than Christ himself, who models perfect prayer for us and who petitions on our behalf to our Father who is in heaven. So, when the Christian prays, we can be assured that not only does God really listen, but that because Christ makes our prayer his prayer, that God takes those prayers, big or small, very near and very dear to his heart. Christ is our advocate. That is what we are taught in the scriptures. And so we need not look for that magic four-letter word to be sure that our prayers will reach our God, but each of us can be confident that every time we pray, it is sent. And that his mercy has things well in hand. So then, an important question as we must wrestle with often in the scriptures. What is it exactly that your Lord Jesus prays for you? For instance, is he praying perhaps that you're going to hit it big in the lottery like you were hoping? Or perhaps he prays that your boss will finally take note of all your hard work and give you that much-deserved raise. Well, friends, if these things are in his will for you, then most certainly yes. But the prayer life of the Christian must look different than simply an Amazon wish list. Rather, through prayer and meditation upon the word, we may rightly learn to pray for those things that are of God and not of man. This is why Jesus repeatedly models prayer for us in the Holy Scriptures. Take today's reading, for example. Holy Father, keep them in your name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. These things I speak in the world that they may have joy fulfilled in themselves. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Notice how he prays, ever for the sake of others, ever that they would be protected, strengthened, 
and encouraged. This prayer is to be our prayer as well, that we might not fall into the tempter's snare, but that we would remain steadfast in the joy of the Lord. This will ever be the prayer of Christ for his church, and so, following in his example, we make this prayer our prayer, for our own sake and for the sake of our neighbor. For Jesus also says, As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they may also be sanctified in the truth. Did you notice there is our operative word once again? Our prayers and petitions are sent to the Father by means of the Son. The good news of the Father concerning his Son is then sent into this world by means of you and me, his church on earth. In this way, we see that prayer is a two-way street. We do not pray without ceasing in silence, wondering if we will ever receive an answer, for that answer is always Christ. Christ protects us from the enemies of sin, death, and the devil. Christ fills us with his joy. Christ makes us one in his name. And Christ is the very truth in which the Spirit sanctifies us. And now, as we are sent, we make known the reply of God to all our prayers. The good news of life and salvation in Jesus to all the world that is in desperate need of its hearing. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let this prayer ring out from our voices, even as it rings out from the voice of our Savior, our Advocate, our Lord. May we not cease in prayer, but may we ever be taught to pray anew and in all circumstances. For by this practice we are daily and richly blessed in the knowledge that ours is a God who hears us and who answers our pleas with action in the person and work of his Son. Even Jesus Christ, our Lord, whom he sent to ransom us by his death on the cross and who now sends us into the world, even as he petitions to the Father on our behalf. In his most mighty name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in our Lord and advocate Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.